Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open on this beautiful Saturday morning. So feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. No matter where you're calling from, anywhere in the country, 860-522-9842 is the number. We get rid of the old 800 number. Who needs those numbers? You can call on the cell phone anywhere you want these days and not really pay long distance. So get online. We're going to be happy to chat with you about your technology needs and issues. As we wait, though, we will talk about some technology news. I got one for you there, Dennis. Okay, what have you got? This is from my favorite blog over there in the The uh, Register. Oh, they're great. Uh, The headline, Green Alert. SaaS, which is Software as a Service, which is cloud. Right. Those giants may use sustainability to justify price hikes. What? Yep. So which (laughs) which you should make you see red because using renewable energy is supposed to cut their costs. Right. But of course, that's not what happens. So software as a service vendors, basically we're finding that I think it was in, in uh, I, heard, I read a story about in England, they had to shut down data centers because they were overheating. Right? They had to shut down services. They couldn't get the AC in there. Um, they're going to start cranking their prices by 15 to 20% in the next three years. Now, we've already heard about this with the boys at Microsoft. Oh, they've, they've already gone to town against their own customers. Up to 40% yeah. uh, increases. Now, they're going to now say they're going to justify this by using sustainability. Uh, as the reason they're going to increase it even further by 15 to 20 percent. So you're going to ask yourself, I, I thought I thought going to software as a service is supposed to save you money. By the way, it doesn't. No. It's much more expensive than no. having your own servers in-house. Simple as that, right? Are, is it more expensive to rent the car or to own the car? Is it more expensive to rent the house or to own the house? Renting is always more expensive. Um, simple as that. And now they're going to increase the costs. In the name of sustainability, so we're gonna. I'll put a link up here for you, and we'll see. We'll see uh, if uh, folks understand that. But as they keep cranking up your your costs here, are you gonna be? Are you gonna find yourself having to go back to bringing it back on prem? And we do find co- clients that have to bring their server stuff back on prem for all sorts yep. of NIST and security reasons because right. you, you can't just have your data strewn about the world. Right. They, you know, governments want to know where your data is. They they want it contained inside of a network. Right. So, and generally, the cost of heating and cooling your company doesn't change with a computer server sitting in your in a room. It doesn't it doesn't impact it. Yeah. Um, so 
we'll see what's going on here, and we'll see if they can get these uh, these costs over to you in the name of sustainability, green, you know, green energy. But again, green energy is much more expensive than the base energy we normally use. So we'll put it there for you to see. And uh, as you watch your cloud prices continue to crank, sorry. Yeah, and and sometimes we're the people that have to bear the bad news about the price hikes. Right. And and there's nothing we can do about it. Nope. Absolutely nothing. And as we wait for your calls, another quick story I wanted to bring up because it just cracked me up. Do you remember Matt Damon doing those crypto commercials when he was talking to everybody being bold? Go out there and get involved in crypto during the Super Bowl. Right? You know, go ahead and check out this, you know, get involved there. Uh, you know, as you're drinking your beer and enjoying your nachos for the game, go and go and put your life savings in crypto. Thank you, Matt. We'll do that. Well, the same firm that Matt was talking about you joining and being part of the bold crypto environment transferred $10.5 million of fake money to a woman instead of a hundred dollar refund that she was asking for. They gave her $10.5 million wait, in crypto. Wait. She was looking for a hundred dollars and they gave her ten and a half million. Yep. And you want to know how they did it? Or why, how it happened? The funniest part is how it happened. Uh, please. I got to know. So when they designed the field to move money around in the software, the dingling who was posting the information in the software, instead of putting 100 bucks in the field, uh, they, he put her account number in there. And the account number was quite long. It was a uh, huge string. It got to $10 million. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> so he simply, or she, whoever did it, simply put the wrong information in the account. Hit enter, boom, gone. And let me guess, the, she, the developers never put any data validation into that field either so that not. they didn't detect that it was a bad input. Right. Oh, obviously. So now, and of course, the woman is spending all sorts of fake money buying all sorts of things. Uh, she's already spent one point three five million of the money. Had gone to a four bedroom property in Melbourne. Um, so they're they're sitting back and making all sorts of purchases because you know what? It's the blockchain. You know what? And there's no no govern governing entity that can do anything about it. Um, so good luck getting the money back. Um, nice of you <laughs> to be bold there, Maddie. Um, <laughs> you're telling us to get involved in uh, in, in this type of uh, prospect here, and you don't even know how to move the money around within your fake money system. They don't even have any data validation in their software forms. Right. So we'll put a link up there for you. You can read this story and laugh as hard as we have. Um, it was funny. I was talking to a customer about software as a service, right? She's like, you know, my, you know, Microsoft 365. Eric, why, why is everyone going to Microsoft 365? And I asked her, why is everyone going to crypto? I said, are you going to crypto? She goes, no. Well, a lot of people are. It's all a matter of who's selling it, man. It's who's right. selling it. Yeah. If Matt Damon, if you're, if, if, if what's his name, Jason Bourne is selling crypto to you, and you're a fan of Matt Damon, you're going to go take your hard-earned money and chuck it into a system that can't even do a transfer, correct? <laughs> $10 million mistake. <laughs> that's, that's just another example of uh, Greenberg's theorem. Hmm. What is Greenberg's theorem? If builders built buildings the way programmers wrote programs, the first woodpecker that came along would destroy civilization. There it is. That's a good line. We should use that more often. It's like 50 years old. Is it really? Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't heard that one. I'm glad you're here to tell me there, Dennis. (laughs) We're going to put a link up here for you guys to read this story. And uh, you can then think back to Matt Damon telling you how bold you needed to be. Uh, Let's go to (laughs) bold. Again, if I'm wrong, and I'm wrong, and, and this is the one thing that is an actual thing, considering SNL scandal, 2007 crash, 
uh, Enron. Those are all things that burned everybody. But no, no, no. Crypto, Eric. Crypto is the thing. Oh. That's the thing. You, you, you're crazy if you're missing that thing. I wasn't born yesterday, clearly. Uh, it's not a thing. All right, I'll sell you a I'll sell you a nice picture of an NFT of bridge. Because now you can do that. Let's go to Len in Manchester. What's going on, Len? Hi, uh, just wondering. Uh, services, privacy services like DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. Now these things are supposed to be free. Yeah. Where are they making their money? I'm glad you're thinking that way. Very good question. So we've done some research on this too, and uh, maybe Dennis has some insights too, but we've asked that question as, as well. And, and you can actually look it up. They actually tell you, how are we making our money? Because that question is an obvious smart one, right? They do they do, do data aggre- aggregation as well. Um, they say they anonymize whatever data they do collect, and that they're saying is it a limited amount of data that they do collect. So they have to make money somehow. Um, yeah. They're not doing anything out of the kindness of their heart. Uh, yeah, radio ads aren't cheap. No, they're really no. not. <laughs> no, they're not. Tell, ask me. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's worth it. We won't go. It's definitely worth it. Radio works, but it is not cheap. And the thing is, with DuckDuckGo, you know, we applaud what they've tried to do. We did kind of admonish them for the fact that they were, you know, allowing Microsoft to scrape data. Right. They were passing through some of Microsoft's. Uh, Beacons requests through yeah. my, and Microsoft was asking them to do it, and they right. were, and then they got a backbone. Once everybody kind of said, "What's this?" So I always take it with a grain of salt, right? How how anonymous are you going to be? If you really want to be more anonymous on the internet, number one, you're not going to be right because I can just tell you you're digitally connected. But oh, you, yes. you would consider it's called a VPN, and, and the issue though is the VPN has to be smart enough not to use your local DNS. When it does its searches, we found issues like that where people's local DNS was still being accessed. So if people wanted to figure out what you were looking up, they could do it based on your DNS history locally. Uh, And those those VPN services, you're popping out somewhere on somebody else's server. They'll tell you they've got 6,000 servers somewhere, right? Well, when you pop out on that 6,000 server in Arizona, where you're surfing is now there on that server, right? Right. And they pinky swear not to keep the data. (laughs) <laughs> Are they keeping the data? I don't know. Uh, um, if you pay for the service, they shouldn't be keeping the data. But the free ones, who knows what they're doing with that? And the other source of income for DuckDuckGo is uh, ads that they inject into the, your search results when you use their site as a search engine. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, and that's that's it's pretty direct, you right. know. So it's a good service. I mean, it's better than, you know, Google is just, you know, they know everything about you. So... <laughs> Trying to get around, even with DuckDuckGo. So you've searched where you've searched, and you end up at a website. So now the website's got going to ask you, "Can I have cookies? Can you, can I can I use some cookie? Here's my cookie policy, Len. Is it okay if I use this cookie policy?" And you say, "Okay," because you don't even know what you should say yes to or not. And now they know you, Len, are on that site. Yes. So you're never going to get away from any kind of anonymization when it comes to the. I internet didn't these days. think so. I just wanted to confirm it. It is more. It is more private. I guess we'll tell you that it's more private. How much more? I don't know. I'm skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There is no free lunch. Well, depends. (laughs) Well, well, that's a different show probably to talk about who's getting the free lunches. (laughs) Thank you very much, guys. All right, Len. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. We've talked about it before. And uh, at some point, we're going to find 
that there will be some sort of truly anonymized service. Maybe it'll be an open source. Oh, there there system. already is one. Well, which one would you consider? Tor. Oh, the Tor networks, yeah. But that's even scarier. Now you're playing in the dark web. Oh, well, yeah. I mean that that's the problem with Tor. Mm-hmm. And once you once you open that door, oh, <laughs> I mean you don't even know where you're going to land. Sometimes. And I would contend that if you've connected to the Tor network, the folks who are who would be interested in why you're going to the Tor network would be interested in that happening. Well, the problem with well, problem with somebody inside of Tor trying to track a client elsewhere on tour hmm. is that they would have to get through all of those onion layers right. themselves and it while it's technically possible to do that mm-hmm. i mean i've heard of nsa having connections into tour yeah and then using that to track people that they're interested in right. but it, it takes a lot of computational power to figure that out right and it gets a back, lot and it gets back to you're not thinking about your phone you know, we're all we're always trying to figure out, you know, how to be more private, right? Because we want we, we as Americans, privacy is something we, you know, it's it's just part of our core being. But you, when you walk outside these days, there's like 16 cameras that have tracked your existence outside on the cameras. Your phone is tracking where you're going. The apps on your phone is tracking are tracking where you're going. Um, you make the phone calls; it's tracking where you've been. Um, being anonymous these days. I, I was talked to him. I think it was my father-in-law. who would talk about. I don't want to have that uh, easy pass on my car because they know where I am. I'm like they already know where you are. Uh, it you know every camera on the highway knows where you are. So I, I don't know. We're not the days of privacy are gone. I don't know how we're going to be able to put that that genie back in the bottle. Um, and again, if you're surfing on the internet, if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you worried about? <laughs> it's only a matter of when somebody decides what you're searching for is wrong, right? I mean. That's that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, as long as you're not doing anything wrong. Actually, I think technically, based on the number of laws in the books, we're all guilty of something, anyways. Uh, I think there was a, there's still a law in the book in Hartford, like you can't chew gum and cross the street in Hartford, or something like that. <laughs> really? Something like that. Yeah. As long as I don't know, as long as, long as there's not a horse and buggy present, I, I don't know, something crazy like that. Let's go to Gary in Glastonbury. What's happening, Gary? Hello. What's up? I get a USB. Okay. And. I put uh I go to uh put a, a file. Uh-huh. Uh open a file. Yep. And in the file list it's got a symbol, whatever it is, PDF, Excel or Word. Mm-hmm. The next thing is it has a, a dot or a period, then an underline, mm-hmm. then the name of the file. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then after the name of the file, a dot, and then what it is, Excel or Word or JPG or Okay, whatever. yep. And I can't, I got a whole bunch of them, and then I got the, I don't know, I don't remember whether it, it's got the date yep. with it, okay. uh, but I don't know. And uh, I can't open those. Okay. Further I, down. Oh, go ahead. Further down, uh, I have all the all the files, and I go down there and I can open them. Okay. What you, what happened is that this USB stick has been in a Macintosh. Yes. Okay. All right. Wait a minute. You know where it's been? 
I know. It's I know where it's been. <laughs> wow, that is new on me. He knows where it's All right. been. Those are hidden files that the Mac OS introduces to the um, the ones that begin with the dot and the underscore. Okay, yep. those are the ones that I'm talking about. Yeah, those are hidden files that are part of the file system on a Mac computer, and they're created every time uh, the Mac reads a a, a USB stick for the first time. Hmm. It's going to create those files. Those are uh, desktop location files, and they contain other metadata that the operating system is looking for about them. Interesting. You can ignore those, okay? As a matter of fact, if you're on a Windows computer, you can just go ahead and delete them because it's not destructive. It won't hurt. It won't hurt the, the files themselves. Yeah. And it probably won't really have any impact if you were to plug it back into the Mac that it had been in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, you can get rid of those. I got a quick question, though, uh, Dennis. If I take that USB stick and put it back in the Mac, would I see that, those It'll files? It'll put them back, but you don't see them that's because the they're key. hidden within the... Um, in the Mac universe, they are hidden. Right, and that's why you see them in the Windows universe. That's why you see them in the Windows computer only if, you're, if Explorer is set to show hidden files. Yeah, it only shows them on some, some if, of the, See, I go to the uh, town libraries and... One of the libraries, Manchester has the uh, Macs. And yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of the others don't have it, the Macs. If it, if it were me, I would just ignore those files and leave them alone. Now that you know what they are. Yeah. Okay. They're completely not harmful. But then again, you can also delete them, and it, that also wouldn't be harmful, I don't right. think. Okay. But, but they'll yep. come right back when you stick that USB stick in the it, Mac. They, they will return once they get on a Mac. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Gary. It's a good question. Uh, do I have to use that file... The one with the dot underlined to open it in no. Mac. No, you would go down the list to the actual file that doesn't have the dot and the underscore in front of it. Okay. Yep. That is the actual file. Right. The All dot right. underscore thing is just an extra file that's created to okay. describe the original. To help the But Mac. the original file is the real thing, and that's all you should worry about. I, I like listening to your program, and uh, thank you very much for your help. Our pleasure, Gary. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. I learned something today. I didn't know that. That's how that worked. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I don't play oh. with Max at all. Well, that's true. You don't. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have that kind of money, Dennis. I don't have the, the Mac hey, money. Hey, I'm not made of money either, but I do have one. <laughs> yes. You've, had, you've got some experience. So lines wide open, 860-522-9842. Um, Want to bring up some more uh, news there as we wait for calls? Yeah. It seems uh, there's a little bit of a computing revolution going on over in Japan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are they doing? Japan has a digital minister, Mm -hmm. and apparently he is going to war against floppy disks, of all things. Really? He wants to put an end to the floppy. Right. Now, I've got a ZDNet article about this. Yeah. Um, The problem in Japan is that there are a lot of laws and regulations that are specifically written that tell people that they need to submit data to government agencies and other entities right and the law itself says that it has to be on a floppy disk or on a cd yep or on tape in some cases tape 
Yeah. We're talking about tape. Tape. Does anybody remember moving data on a reel-to-reel tape? I do. I've, I've been there. I've never done that. <laughs> At any rate, yeah. what he wants to do is to have all those laws rewritten mm. so that modern data transmission can be used. Any media. Well, any media. Within you reason. Know, within reason, possibly even just submitted over the internet mm-hmm. through some kind of a portal. Makes sense. But it's just kind of funny to me how these laws were written that actually specified you've got to mail it in a floppy disk or whatever the rule is that right. they have to follow. Mm-hmm. So now they've got to go through the books yeah. of all the regulations in Japan and look for all of these entries and then you know make changes to the laws to get rid of those. Well, our standard system build, uh, we got rid of CD-ROMs in our standard system build years ago. Right. for our business clients and we had a law firm you know, replace all their machines which was great happy to do it brought our machines out without the CD-ROMs and they're like oh we need CDs and we're like what? It turns out in their <laughs> business in their process working with insurance companies that they had to have access to CD-ROMs because that's how the data was moved in almost the same comment yeah. you're making there they were stuck in oh. some 1990s regulation oh and we've had lawyers that have gotten cds or dvds as part of discovery right well it's true and then so, they need it and disc. they need something to read it yeah all right very good we're going to be here for another half an hour feel free to get online 860-522-9842 everything we've talked about some posted over at computer talk with tab.com it's the name of the show.com which also works and we're over on facebook if you want to check us out there or facebook live chime in if you'd like we'll be right back Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And we are back. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so we're, gonna, we're in the home stretch. Before uh, Dennis and I get to enjoy our Labor Day weekend like you guys are, 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, let's get right to your calls. And we're going to go first to Stan, who's on the line in Southington. What's happening, Stan? Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Uh, I've got a Dell Inspiron laptop. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we've got a power manager uh, warning saying the AC power adapter is not recognized. 
and yep. nothing has changed. We haven't done anything with it. Yeah, so an AC power adapter not being recognized probably means the power adapter is failing. Is it still charging the unit? Uh, it's it's hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, it and also when, could be the battery is completely shot. Okay. Actually, the battery, it says the battery health is really good. Uh, yeah, it, well, I, I wouldn't trust that. Oh, okay. um, because what you're getting is at some point within the power management of the computer, there is a problem. Okay. Either it's with the power supply, it's with the battery, or it might be with the hardware that's actually built onto the motherboard. Mm, yep. okay. My, I would say 60% mm. chance it is the power supply. Okay. Yeah. But you also have a small chance that it's the battery and an even smaller chance that it's a part on the motherboard. How old is the um, laptop? Uh, a good five years. Okay. If you can find a replacement adapter that powers the unit, I would tell you to start there first, like okay. Dennis said, um, and see if the error goes away. Uh, updating drivers and all that wouldn't make a difference because it's Probably sensing not. something's wrong. Yeah. So, okay. And I would, I would say it's coming from the, the device that's powering it first, like Dennis thought too. So... Try to find one. If you can get one, go online with the manufacturer, see if they have any spare parts. You may have to Amazon it where you'll find somebody's got some cheap spare parts for that particular model. Yeah, we actually have, like, the sister model, so I'm sure we have the adapter somewhere. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. That would test it out. Oh, absolutely. It's the first thing. Okay. Um, And we can can get an article out about, uh, it's from Dell, about how to troubleshoot uh, AC adapters. Okay, great. And we can get that out to you. I appreciate that. All right, Stan. Thank you very much. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. It's always fun when your power adapter starts to get flaky. Oh, that's... I've I've actually had a case Mm -hmm. where the power adapter was reported failing, and it did turn out to be the battery. Yeah, I believe you. You wouldn't have said it if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we have some questions you said on Facebook that came through you wanted to bring up. Yes, we have somebody who is trying to upgrade a computer from Windows 10 1909 Mm -hmm. uh, to something more current. And it's not allowing him to do it. Right. And he uh, consulted uh, Microsoft Tech Support. Yes. And... It turns out that because 1909 is completely deprecated, mm-hmm. he can't upgrade it directly. He waited too long. What he's got to do is reinstall Windows. Oh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And it's essentially a system reset, and he's going to have to reinstall uh, programs and stuff. To get the latest Windows 10. To get the latest version of Windows 10. Now, what about if he just says punt it and goes to 11? I don't know about that. Um, that might actually work. I, I don't know. I would bet. I would bet it would work. <laughs> um, I don't know that I want. Oh my gosh! I've never. That's a, that's a thing, huh? If your Windows 10 is too old, the version is too old, it won't upgrade to the latest Windows 10. That's nutty. Um, I've never heard of that, but here we are. We we learn things every day. Um, so I would tell you to go ahead and download Windows 11. And just bite the bullet and get that rather than wipe it and go back to where you were to do the upgrade. Yeah, it's worth trying Windows 11. It's the same thing. You're going to be forced there anyways. Eventually. So that's probably the direction to go. And you you might even be able to get a free upgrade for that. 
Oh, I, yeah, I would think so. So check that out. Uh, there's also a call that came in that uh, Carolyn told us about, about a Samsung data breach. That is a, This is a 20 hours ago this happened. These stories are all, you know, we missed them because we were doing our prep <laughs> yesterday, I guess, and we missed it. But Samsung had a pretty major um, data breach that's out there, and people are worried. Of course, Samsung, there's articles all about it, names, birth dates, what have you, but no social security information has been right. lost. Uh, but enough data to... To fuel phishing campaigns. Well, that's the key. So they're telling people to watch out for phishing emails. Right. So here's the issue, right? So we're telling you about the Samsung data breach, and the bad guys are going to act as if they're from Samsung and they're here to help. Hey, we're from Samsung. We had a data breach. We want to let you know about it. Please re-enter. <laughs> please enter your this or that into mm-hmm. this field, and then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Computer Talk talked about it. I heard it on the news. This must be legit. It's not legit. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't click on it. <laughs> yeah. So the bad guys use this type of stuff to just get you to put your information in and, and collect it. So it's a double-edged sword when this information comes out. And uh, be wary. No emails should be coming to you that are going to ever ask you for any information ever that they, you should ever input. You should always go your, yourself to the source without clicking on links. Um, so always keep that in mind. And there's another one, another data story here that's kind of even scarier. Uh, this is another from uh, article from The Register. Here's how five mobile banking apps put 300,000 users' digital fingerprints at risk. And the spoiler, of course, is they used hard-coded AWS credentials. AWS is Amazon Web Services. It's those all these sports companies talk about. Hey, AWS. Oh yeah, you'd see it on yeah, and all the commercials. AWS stats. Right. So some programmer said, "Hey, that's a good idea. We're going to use it for our data collection of data collection uh, credentials here. And we're going to make it hard-coded in the cloud here for you, and we're going to connect five different mobile apps to it. And what could go wrong?" <laughs> Well, a lot can go wrong. Massive amounts of private data, including more than 300,000 biometric digital fingerprints used by five mobile banking apps, this is not good, have been put at risk of theft due to hard-coded Amazon Web Services credentials, according to security researchers. This is semantic. They have a threat hunter team. And it discovered 1,859 publicly available apps, both Android and iOS, containing baked-in AWS credentials. That means if someone were to look inside the apps, they would have found the credentials in the code. What? Yep. And could Embedded in the code in plain text. And could potentially have used that to access the app's back-end Amazon-hosted servers and steal users' data. The vast majority, 98% of them guys, were iOS, Apple apps. Sorry. In all, 77% of these apps contained valid AWS access tokens that allowed private that allowed access to private AWS cloud uh, services, the intelligence team noted in, in the research published today. So I'll put this link up here for you. You can read about it. But here's the thing, right? So all your security is great. You're using biometric 2FA to get into your banking app, but some ding-a-ling hard-coded the information in an AWS cloud, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you think you're secure, and you're not, right? And then you, then you tell yourself, I want to go to the bank and deposit the money with old paper money, and they won't even, they're making that hard these days. Ugh. Um, so it just goes to go to show you that you really, you don't know you, you're only as secure as until you're not. That's what we kind of tell people, mm-hmm. you know, we, we use a multi-layered approach to secure our clients, multi-layered approach and all those approaches, you know, if you think about it, solar winds, if you thought, remember those guys in the, in the, um, news, solar winds was a security technology that was 
hacked by the Russians directly, and they were injecting their own code into the solar wind so they could get access to all sorts of government entities and backdoors using the security tool that was sold to them. Right, and the Kaseya hack may have been driven by that. That was another instance where that yeah. one tool. So we use a multi-layered approach to try to protect our customers, but I warn them, any one of those layers could be a vector. Right, Just because you're using multiple layers doesn't mean any one of those layers can't be a vector of attack. And the, the problem is then, of course, the, you're hoping that the other layers you put in place prevent that one layer from being the issue. But this is, this is, simple, this is simple coding here on your banking app. How do you, you hard-coded access to the AWS cloud that stores the data? That's not cool. No. And this is five different banking apps that have, that have done this. So this is five different development teams that all decided, independent of each other, that this is a good idea. Exactly. So uh, we'll, 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 I, I tell you, woodpeckers and programmers, okay? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> woodpeckers and programmers. And, and Microsoft, you know, we talk about every OS sucks. I mean... It is what it is. Here's where we are. We, uh, your TV doesn't take a week to mute it, is what the line goes on the song. So we'll put a link here for you guys. You can read it. Um, and you can shudder like we do. Every day, we're just wondering where the next breach is going to occur, when the next thing is going to happen. And uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but this really is disappointing to see. <laughs> this is very disappointing to see. Because a lot of folks use biometrics. Now, of course, a, there's a risk in using biometrics too, right? I mean, yeah. if someone... Someone's going to take your phone and, and just put your finger on it to get into your banking app at force or what have you. That's another thing. If it's a password then you, that you don't remember, they can't get in. So maybe maybe don't use your biometrics. I, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back to your call. So, John, hang on in Rocky Hill. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Let's go to John in Rocky Hill next. What's happening, John? Hi, guys. I got a question about spam. Okay. Um, I'm familiar with where they get all these addresses and things, but mm -hmm. what I'm wondering is I can – my spam filter catches them. Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> um, what I'm wondering is, for example, I'm looking at something right now, mm -hmm. a Camp Lejeune water lawsuit, Kearney Care Growth, Solar Bright Floodlight, Southwest Airlines – all, all of those sound like, or most of them sound like valid businesses, Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. Where does this, where do they get that? In other words, this comes from an address that has numbers in the front of it at add to cart now dash, and then they generate a five digit random code dot co dot uk. So you can't really block them because everyone that comes in has that different five digit code. Interesting. And I've tried to block it by just saying asterisk at the address, and that doesn't do it either. So, But where are, are all these companies going to this spammer saying, will you spam this stuff out for us? I, mm -hmm. They are. You know they're, I mean? they're using aggregators. That is okay. definitely the case. But you, you could all... You, you're doing it on the local mail client, or are you doing it on the actual mail service, your spam well, I'm using settings? AOL, so I'm using it on their, okay. their mail. Okay. Um, yeah, because that would be the better place to do it, to try to stop it at the source. Um, I don't know of any specific keywords to have him help him further block that spam. Do you, Dennis? Uh, no. No, right. unfortunately. They're getting uh, they, around They've it. found ways around stuff. Um, and some of that may be legitimate 
right. uh, emails that are just bulk emails that some company is sending out and they've somehow got your email address at some point. You could, you could have even opted in by accident. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to, to accidentally get your uh, email address into somebody's hands. You might have ordered something from uh, over the internet mm-hmm. and once in a while during the um, checkout process, it'll it'll give you an option to to get you know I don't know free warranty coverage for your thing and mm. you can opt in for that. Um, and in those in those little warnings, there are you have to watch the the fine print and see, and it may have actually submitted your email address somewhere. Yeah. I can't really say for sure, uh, right. and that kind of thing is a lot less common than it used to be because. Uh, the feds have kind of clamped down on it. Trade Commission, but once, but once but you've gotten the mail happened. and your mail client, you could right click and then mark it as spam, and it it might knock off a bunch of those. Once they get there, they'll clean up well, as well. Yeah, AOL's email service will learn. Mm. It is a learning uh, a, a learning engine. Yeah. So if you keep marking things as spam, eventually it'll figure it out. Uh, okay, I. I I'm not finding that's my experience. <laughs> it may take a while. And it is AOL. It, it, is, it, isn't, it may not be enough to do it you know, for a couple of days right. or even for a couple of emails that come in over a month. It may take 10, 20, 30 of them mm-hmm. before it finally figures out, hmm, he doesn't want that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's all we can tell you, John. Spam is an issue. I don't know yeah. about if you look at your mailbox when you come home, most of the junk mail is still junk mail in your mailbox. I mean, I've, I've tried to look at, you can uh, right-click on the name of where mm-hmm. it's coming from, yep. and then it'll allow you to look at the message source. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, a, a bunch of stuff you can't read, but the things like to and from where, mm-hmm. et cetera, you can read where they're from, but there's a whole bunch of stuff about packet IDs and all that. So right. you can't mm-hmm. block that stuff in any way, right? No. Not okay. typically, no. No. Yeah. So okay. I wish we could give you more news on that. You could always try to increase the spam levels, too. I mean, AOL can give you categories, I think, but a lot of them have these levels. So you can crank up the aggressiveness of your spam filter, and that also might take care of this for you, too. Yeah, I can try one other thing. They have an option where you can block uh, any message that comes in from someone that's not in your contact list. Uh, yeah, in other words, uh, whitelisting. stop a few people that I would want to see. Well, it could, right? That's a, that's another yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a way to do it. Well, the good news is the span, it catches them, and I can just delete them all at once. But Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's annoying. Okay. I heard, John. Thank you. You got it. Yep. Spam is an issue. It's an issue forever. Yeah, and it's uh, email security is a service that we provide. Yeah. And I'm telling you every day, right. I'm, looking at that, well, I'm looking at that with something. Either somebody didn't get something that they were waiting for, and it got quarantined, or... They're getting emails that they didn't expect that they would get that should have been quarantined. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's an everyday thing. And, and, it's, and it's, it's different for every client. We have right. to modify the, that, the aggressiveness of that spam filter for every client, which yeah. can get yeah, tedious. Yeah, <laughs> But you need to have it. Right. Um, all right. Let's go to Drew in Newington and see what he's got cooking. What's happening, Drew? Hi, guys. Oh. Hi. This might be related to, the, to your spam filter in part. Uh, I... I emailed to uh, a large, not a very large group, about 65 people. Uh, I need I need to email them regularly, 
and and I've got I've got a problem. Uh, uh, certain individuals uh, will get an email from me if I send it individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't get it uh, even if I uh, you know group them together in like a smaller group of like a dozen yep. uh, uh, people. And uh, uh, I I've been told that using uh, I, I I'm sending from Outlook or from Gmail. Yep. I've been told that a CSV uh, format file is is the way to go and somehow it simulates uh individual emails or something you you know you know with one with one you know load up of addresses Mm. uh can you advise me on that uh that's something that i've never heard of doing yeah we're gonna we're running out of time in the program and i've never heard of it that way either but you could just be asking the question in in an odd way can you check back with us next saturday uh yeah uh Sure, no problem. Yeah, we're out of time, yeah. and it's a too deep of a question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so um, we're not familiar with what you're asking, so sorry about that, Drew. Um, but if you can check back in next Saturday, we will, and we'll ponder it. We'll ponder it for the week. Um, I want to thank Carolyn for producing uh, today, and I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. you got to thank Morgan for the news as well, and Mike G out there doing his best to post everything for you over there at our Facebook page and via Twitter. Um, but it's all up to you guys. You guys make the show possible. Without you calling in, we'd be talking about our kids and our cats, and that's no fun. And we want you to be geeks, too. See you next Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.